Welcome to another Kyle High Club podcast. Today, I have my first international guest on board the podcast. His name is Santino Brown. Mr. Man Guy, welcome. Hello, baby. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm good, man. I'm so good. I'm excited to be the first international. Here we go. Thanks for making me the first, man. Yeah, you know, they say the first cut is the deepest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm cutting you hard, man. I'm cutting you hard today. <laughs> exactly. And then after this, that song is going to be stuck in your head. I guarantee it as well. Yes. That's what we need. That's, that's exactly what we need. That's why I aim, to, I aim to just have my songs on repeat in everyone's heads. That's my goal. <laughs> and one of those earworms that no one can get rid of, like those annoying earworms. Like, where have I heard that song before? Yeah, if I could, if I could ever write the most annoying earworm, that'll be my life complete. I'll just stop doing music. <laughs> <laughs> Is your goal as a musician just to write the most annoyingly catchy earworm <laughs> in existence? That is it. As soon as I do that, I'm done. I'm quitting. That's you know that's. I respect that more than anything because say what you want about earworms, the, the fact that we all internationally can get them stuck in our ears, you know, is already like world-renowned. And I think that's kind of what you want as a musician, to have yeah. that earworm. Yeah, I think, I think, I think more, more seriously, though, I think, I think there's a line between, like, there's, like, e annoying earworm, which is just, like, repetitive. And then there's, like, the catchy middle ground where it's like you're still saying something important but i i like to be in that middle where it's like it does stick in your head but it's but you 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 like that it's there it's not just an annoying sound you know what i mean i think that's where i want to live do you know what makes the earworm for me annoying when the melody is catchy but you can't remember the words it's like oh what's the words uh, to that song but you've yeah. got the melody in your head and you can't tell someone what the song is because you're too embarrassed to sing out or hum out the melody out loud. Yeah, that happens a lot. I think I always find that with Eurovision. Do, do you watch Eurovision? Do you know what that is? No, no, we're in Africa. We don't get that over there. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, I. <laughs> yeah, that's far away from. Yeah. So there's the, this 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 song contest that happens every year, I think, and it's like all the European countries come together. But it's like it sounds really cool, but. For some reason, it's turned into this really cheesy, like, annoyingly, like, catchy song competition. And no one, like, all the countries vote, but, like, they all vote on just countries that are close to each other. So it's not a song competition at all. But the music that comes out of it is so iconic. Like, it's... it's... Uh, um, but um, I saw Will Ferrell made a movie about it. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. But um, so is all of the compositions on Eurovision originals or is it like Americans yeah. Got Talent and I sing covers? No, no. Yeah. It's like it's like they're all like amateur composers or amateur songwriters. And, and they all. Yeah. It's all original stuff. And it's always the craziest stuff as well. It's always ridiculous. Like, <laughs> for the people here in Africa who don't know who you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, would you mind would you mind a little bit elaborating on your musical career and styles and everything? Because I've been blasting the links that you've been sending me for a while now. But I don't think the rest of the the, the country I, I'm I'm in South Africa. So yeah. this is uh, so um 
I don't think a lot of people here knows you are, and 90% of my listeners are South African. So please, the floor is yours. That is amazing. Well, hello, South Africa. <laughs> uh, so I'm, well, I'm from the UK. I'm from uh, the north of England in a little town. Um, basically, I play, I, I say I play seven instruments. So I started on drums uh, when I was like, I think I was like 16. I was kind of late to the game. Uh, and then I learned guitar, bass, piano, vocals, and production. Um, and then that led me on to uh, sort of just sort of just making a lot of music. Um, I've been on Radio One. I guess you, you guys don't know what Radio One is. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so like basically the radio station in, in, in the UK. In the UK, yeah, it's like it's like the one. It's Radio One. It's like the only one. Um, so you guys only have got one radio station. No, we have we have loads, but Radio <laughs> One is like the biggest one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <definitely. laughs> Radio one. one, where we where we give propaganda for the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Queen trying to get more money, like <laughs> where anybody can, you know, like send their tax money via an SMS link. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that is not what our country's like. I, I will say that that's that's not true. <laughs> we have more than one piece of media in this country. <laughs> um, so yeah, I make I make I make pop music, hip hop music. I like I like I don't really like to stick to genre. I really like to blend as many genres as I can, basically, um, and. I'm, 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 I would say I'm anti-genre. Like, I don't think categorizing music into, like, neat sections is how humans experience the world. I think that the, the, the human emotion is, is, linked to, uh, is linked to music intrinsically, for me anyway. So I think and having, having to sort of separate that and have one genre for your whole life, that's kind of soul-destroying. So I like, I like to spread my wings. I like to play whatever I want. I like to just learn new instruments and uh, make as much different kinds of music as I can. <laughs> but don't you think um, the world has been trained to, um, you know, listen to music in that manner? You know, like, for instance, I've got this argument with a lot of, you know, the people, the elderly people in my family, you know, they're stuck in a certain era, you know, the yep. 80s. They love the 80s. Wow, yep. everything 80s. And I'm yeah. trying to tell them, like, listen, there are so much, so much music out there. The elements that you like, that sound, they just think about how boring the 80s must be if the whole entire decade had one sound. I'm just saying. I'm just playing fun. But what I'm saying yeah. is there are so many other um, musical bands and artists out there that makes elements that they would probably like that's new yeah. music, but they're so, but I think society is so stuck in listening to this is rock and roll music. This is metal. Yeah. This is hip hop. And anything else is considered as experimental, which I think is bullshit. Yeah. I, I have to, I have to completely agree because um, I think you're right in saying that it's that we've been sort of conditioned to be that way because I don't think that's the human experience. I think, the, the, the wide range of emotions that a person can have, people should, should can find the wide range of music that's being created. And I feel 
the human experience is is more complex than just rock and roll you know just just being angry on a guitar and i think i think we have been conditioned to to feel like that and to and to listen to music in that way but um the the argument i normally have with people is not a lot of people know different art forms such as Fallism, cubism, pointillism, all of those things. 90% people see art as art, you know? And I really wish people would see music as just a, another medium of this, you know? So, uh, and, and stop looking, like you said, looking past the genre and see the expression rather than the label. Yeah, I, I knew we'd get along. You, you took the words right out of my mouth, like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> It, 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 yeah, it, there's 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 been movements and there's been you know different forms of expression and and I feel that for some reason music has been just stuck into this like okay we have to have this we have to have this structure we have to have these instruments and we have to sound like this and this is all that we listen to and and, yeah. and there's so there's so much more going on and there's and I, I'm always reaching to to the left of field to to inform my pop music writing and I'm always reaching to pop music to influence my experimental stuff and you know I think I think it's so limiting and it's and it's so sad that people don't listen to more stuff there's so much going on exactly like um I listen to a plethora or I mean I've got a a, a, a very eclectic taste in music but mm. I like hearing new things constantly I think the only time I would use a genre is to kind of explain to someone what that yeah. person's music is like. Um, it's got like a pop structure, but with metal guitar undertones, but a very jazzy chord progression, you know? So that is the only time I would, for instance, use genre, but I like hearing new things. I like seeing people being inspired by one genre and making it their own in a manner that they feel comfortable expressing themselves. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm the same. Like, I I, I try to, I, I love the question when people go, oh, so what do you listen to? And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> literally everything. And they're like, yeah, 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 but what do you actually like? I'm like, literally, I, I, my playlist goes from, let's say, it goes from Beethoven to like death metal in like next to each other. You know, I, I will yeah. literally, I just love music. It's like, and sometimes people are like, oh, Oh, you won't like this. It's uh, it's it's too catchy. It's too poppy. I'm like, literally, it's music. It's still music. Like I still yeah. appreciate all of it. The fact um um to get to your um your song, you know, I I really resonated with feeling myself, right? Oh, brilliant. And I played it to a couple of people, and most people see it as a which I played it for. As a, to get like a third person perspective of your song, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I had to. And um, they see it as a very tongue in cheek, you know, like cheeky song. But yeah. I, feel, I feel it's actually very emotional because for me, is you know how many people actually go out and do stuff that they want to do? Oh, I can be a musician or I can play guitar. Or I, then why, why don't you do it? And I feel your song is about, like you say, by the way, I just want to commend you. I think it's one of the coolest things, guys. Um, Santino has got a video where he breaks down his lyrics. I feel more artists need this. I think it is the coolest thing ever. 
to have like a, 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 a lyric breakdown of your songs. I think it's fucking amazing, just by the oh, way. Thank you, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> but what I wanted to say is the song is about having confidence. And yeah. you talk about how the world sees you. You also talk about your um, metaphorical mask, the mask that you have in your head versus the mask you want the world to see. And yeah. a lot of people think feeling yourself means, oh, I'm feeling, you know, like I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling in the zone, but actually feeling yourself to me as well um, is more, I feel more how I portray myself to be rather than what the world portrays me to be. And that's what I took from your song. And that's why I thought from first glance, it might be very cheeky, but I found it to be a really inspirational song. Oh my gosh. First of all, thank you so much. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you literally, you, you like nailed on exactly what I was thinking as I was writing it. It, it, it is, it is about, it is about self-confidence and and um i was in such a weird headspace at the time like a lot of things were going on and, and a lot of people were pulling me in different directions and i really it was really a reaction to just being like oh yeah do you know what well you all want me to do this well i'm gonna do this because i'm feeling myself you know like i'm who i am and i want to show you that side of me and oh man you even got the mask thing like what? <laughs> yeah that's that is literally, that, that's what I love. That's how I love to write. Like, I think if I have a writing style, this is, this is what it is. It's like, on the surface, it's like cheeky and whimsical and fun and happy and poppy. But as soon as you delve into it and you, and you sort of pick apart what I'm talking about, it becomes like a bigger message. And all of my music is like that. Every single song has an ulterior message that can be found in it. I think it's so cool that you found that. I love that so much. No, because... <laughs> Well, if you look at your social media, you are a very charismatic individual. Um, but if you look, big, but but to come back to my point, where I want where I want to derive from the beginning is, yeah. people don't go out and do what they want. People don't go out and make music who wants to make music. People are don't go out and do these things, but they're quick to judge you for hey, your music sucks, or this music sucks, or listen to this music, because they are boxed in. I think that that comes um, together with that, what we're talking about. We're so conditioned to box our genres and label our genres. We are, we're not in a society where people are comfortable expressing themselves because there are things like cancel culture, people being, being offended. So people need to watch expressing themselves at the same time so where is that line that you were talking about mm, mm. yeah I, I really I, I really feel I really feel what you're saying because it, it is that it is people people have been conditioned to you know okay I'm a I'm a bricklayer so I can never play guitar it's like no but but you've just told yourself that you're a bricklayer you that's a story that that just because someone's because someone else has given you a job and told you you're a bricklayer, now you can't do anything else, and you'll and you'll keep yourself in that space. And I feel, I feel, th this song particularly is really is really just me saying, well, I, you can do what you want. Like you don't have to, you don't have to follow that. And and it's and as you were saying, it's the same thing with the music. You don't have to follow. You can you can do what you want, and you can be yourself. You can feel yourself. And I feel, 
that is my message going throughout my whole life you know <laughs> mm. i really want to bring that to people but uh, don't you think because you mentioned this in your one video and it's glanced over because it's right in the beginning of the video but yeah i don't think people understand the colossal magnitude that goes behind being able to pick yourself up mm. Because mm. we all expect someone to bail us out, or we go to other people to make ourselves feel better, or anything like that. But the only mm. person that can actually physically pick you up from depression, or you being unhappy in your job, or family issues, or anything—the only person that can pick you up is yourself, and that Absolutely. is so hard. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, there's not, there's not enough, there's not enough reverence on how difficult that actually is because, you know, we, I, I think, I think we are, we do look to other people and, and it's hard to sort of put it on yourself. It's hard to turn the mirror on yourself and say, ah, do you know what? It's my fault. It's my fault. I'm not doing what I want to do. And it's my fault. I can't, you know, I never, picked up the guitar and it's hard to to look at yourself in that way because we always want to be right you know as, as people and I feel that that yeah to, to there's so much to say about that <laughs> I, know, I know I know it's a, it's a it's a can of worms you're opening with that one <laughs> yeah it, it really is and yeah um where was I going I was, yeah I'm just thinking we are products of that, uh, um, how can I put it? Jordan Peterson says that we all bargain with ourselves. Mm. But we are all products of us bargaining with ourselves. Because um, I was talking to a friend of mine, where we were talking about raising children, and she had the belief of being able to provide a child with everything that child needs in order to succeed. But... Mm -hmm. I think it, what, I, what I wanted to do is unlock the thought process of telling someone you already possess everything you need to achieve. You don't need a gym in order to look good. You can do exercise at home. Yeah. So that bargaining with yourself, we are products of that bargaining. We all possess the power to be good-lookingly ripped and fit in what we want to do, most of us, all right? I'm just saying, yeah. but... We, well, I've seen, I've seen uh, many disabled people also who actually goes above and beyond and actually do exercise and go hiking and all of those things. We all possess the power to do that. But we bargain with ourselves and we are a product, product of our own bargaining system. Absolutely. And, 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 and to, to, touch on the, to touch on that slightly, I, I feel... You, you, you can also, it's also a mindset thing because, you know, a lot of people, again, going down that route, like the, the, the fit, you know, gym look, you know, with the ripped abs, that like is one way to look good, but you can also look good without that. You can also just accept the way you are and that will <laughs> go a long way. I, I don't think you can train yourself into looking good. I think it has to come from within, like you were saying before. And I feel when you get to that point, that's when 
you start to be able to take control of yourself and you start to be able to take control of what you're doing and you start to being able to uh to really take action on everything that's in your head so the biggest uh, the biggest thing is acceptance basically you need to accept you for you are and bargain with yourself in order to achieve the things you want to achieve because actually yeah. a better metaphor that i that, that we can actually use with regards to this i always wanted to play guitar now i have a guitar but the guitar is just standing there collecting dust Literally, right the more you play that guitar you're going to get better at it but you yeah. can't say i've always wanted to play guitar and you can't play it for no apparent reason you possess the power yeah. to do so you've just bargained with yourself and said not today not today not today yeah. you need to accept yourself and also know that you can do whatever you put your mind to yeah i think and that point there i think a lot a lot of people never get to that point of of self confidence to say i can do it i think a lot of people get stuck in the place where they're like oh i'm i'm not good enough i'll never be good enough because i'm i'm a bricklayer so i'll never be good enough you know or i'm you know i i'm not good looking enough to be an artist or i'm not talented and i feel well, that yeah. that basically you turn that around in your own song because you start off with i wish yeah i wish i can be i wish yeah. i and at the end of the song you 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 point out that you've accepted yourself for who you are which i thought exactly. was the most beautiful conclusion to that song oh thank you <laughs> that's that's literally it it's like you can wish for every like where where do you stop wishing that 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 was kind of what i was getting at i was like you can wish for everything you can wish to be this talented you can wish for this you can wish for money you can, when do you stop then and then and uh, you know and you have to kind of look around and be like i'm going to stop here i'm going to i'm going to accept where i'm at now this is where i'm at this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to have to do you know and that that was that's kind of where i was going with it you know it's like you 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 have to you have to accept who you are right now you have to accept the situation you're in before you can move forward personally i feel i feel you can't move forward without accepting where you are and and if you do move forward i think you'll be moving in a in a in a direction of you're acting out of insecurity instead of a place of strength i have recently adapted a new philosophy in my life yeah. um with what happened in the world recently with i'm not going to get it's been talked about many all over the show so i'm not going to vocalize it but what has been happening in the world recently yeah. i have recently adapted a a lifestyle i'm not going to linger in the past because it's it's over it's done with right but what i can do with the past is i can learn from it okay yeah Yeah. It's my choice what I take from the past. The future yeah. does not exist at all. It's it's I it doesn't exist. It is yeah. null and void. You can't we can't say tomorrow will be there. We can only hope. Exactly. We can only hope. <laughs> But exactly. We don't even going to know what's going to happen then. So yeah. the future doesn't exist but all we have literally is right now me and you having this conversation that is literally yeah. all we have right now in our lives so i'm going to try and make the most of that yeah 
that that well, all we can all we can know is right now. So you might as well make the most of where you are. <laughs> exactly. So I think that that, that that is basically where it boils down to. And yeah. you're talking about the, the guy who lays bricks and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can choose if you're gonna accept it. If you're gonna accept it, this is my life. I am a brick layer. You can't yeah. blame someone else for that thing. You chose that. Yeah, definitely. And and I think I think I think some people I think for some people it is it is a case of, you know, I need to do this to get by. I have responsibilities and this is what I have to do. But mm. there there is a there is a huge element of choice, I feel, because you choose to do certain things and you choose to be in that situation. And and to be fair to a lot of people, some people don't get to choose that. Some people are just born into a bad situation, they have to deal with it. So I feel I feel yeah. No, no, no. So I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I feel. I feel it in, in that sense. Like, yeah, you didn't. You didn't get the choice. But I feel most people do have a choice. And I know a lot of people who've been born in very bad situations who are now absolutely killing. So it's like you know, is if if someone's done it, then the, my my philosophy is if someone else has done it, then I can do it. If it can be done, then I can do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You just need to figure out and find out, like for instance, talk about that choice. Look at most billionaires and millionaires and people who've made it, right? Look at where most of those people come from, okay? And just, it, uh, it, it comes down to that thing that we both of us have been talking about is that acceptance. Right, yeah. and I think that is such a hard thing to do because me talking about it right now versus I am still struggling to accept myself for who I am. I think one of the biggest vices I have, I don't know if you, you, you talk about the mosques as well, and I hate my mosques. Um, yeah. Because I, I want to live in a world where I don't have to have mosques. Oh, but yeah. if, when someone talks about me and I and then then I think to myself who are they talking about because they're talking about me but I don't see that self I don't see myself in that have I ever been wearing masks too long or have they seen a mask that I wanted them to see why do I feel uncomfortable with this information I'm hearing yeah oh my god yeah I, I and, and yeah I want to I want to just I want to just touch quickly on what you said before as well like I I'm not like sat here saying, yeah, I've done all this. I'm perfect. But I wasn't always this way. Like this, this comes with work. Like <laughs> you have to work to become this sort of sure of yourself and, and, and this confident. But yeah, I, I feel when you, I, I, I feel I'm going to go, in, I'm going to go into this. I feel living in, in this country, I feel a lot of mixed race people do feel the same they do feel like they have to put on a mask because you're not like, you, you, you're always outside of the norms. You're always outside of, you know, this group and outside of this group. You're always in the middle. And I feel like you have this mask for this group, this mask for this group, and you have this mask for that group. And, you know, it, I feel it does, I feel it does play into that, you know, and you, you're never like white enough to be white or you're never black enough to be black. And you're always sort of, playing both sides and you're playing the role and you have these masks that you kind of switch between and I feel 
I, I just got to a point where I was like, I can't be bothered. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't yeah. want I don't want to live like that. And and, yeah. and that's that's kind of what I'm saying in the song. I'm like, literally, with my mask off, there's I'm still I'm still just as fresh. Like I'm still me. Like I can still do what I want. And it was scary to 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 start to live like that at first. And then you realize, wow, like there's nothing to be scared of. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> right no one gives a shit that's yeah. the but that's the beauty of that yeah literally you 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 realize everyone's everyone's thinking exactly the same thing everyone's only thinking about themselves anyway so they don't care what kind of mask you're showing they're just thinking about how they react to what you've just said or how they react to what's happening and then they go then they go home and pat themselves on the back and say to, say to themselves, you really did it today, Johnny. You really, <laughs> you've really gone out there and you've just, you know, laid one on that person. You know, meanwhile, yeah. you're stressing, oh my God, are, are they not yeah. accepting me? Versus no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. I, and I think, I, think, um, I think Will Smith said this actually, weirdly enough. <laughs> I think he says on the other side of fear is like the most beauty in the world. There's something like that. I'm butchering the quote, but I feel like when you take that jump and you just say, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm just going to live how I want. You, you suddenly realize all of that fear just disappears because you've jumped and you're like, Oh, it wasn't that bad. It really, it's really fine. I don't have to, I don't have to play this game. I can just be me. Fantastic. I uh, I um I don't know uh, if you are familiar with the term, but um, I recently, well, not recently, I think during 2020, when I just turned 30, um, I suffered a, a ego death. And wow. The the term is very loosely used. In oh, I know it cut out. No one of the hardest oh. things that would have ever have happened to me, you know, like I put aside uh, that mask, you know, that mask that I want the world to see because I always thought this is something I need to put up in order to protect me. You know, I need to protect my emotions. I need to protect myself. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've realized that mask I put up made more damage because I, I lost control of who I actually really am. Yeah. And I had to stand in front of myself, a version that I built, like a character I built. And I actually literally beat himself. And I had to beat myself to death, basically. Myself. You know, Shit. you know every single move, you know every single thing about yourself and this thing that you've created, that mask you're talking about that you've carved throughout the years became yeah. a physical embodiment and you, you have to physically drown that version of yourself. Yeah. It is yeah. horrible, but it is the most exhilarating thing in the world. That's why I tell you, I really resonated with what you're saying because it is really important to be able to, between inverted commas and quote you, 
feel yourself. You, I mean, I don't think if you have to say it out loud, you need to be able to feel yourself. Yeah. It's powerful, man. It is. It is. And once, and, and that's the thing. Once you feel it, you live with it then. You're fine. A lot of people yeah. don't get to that point. No. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. That, that's why that choice, we talk about that choice. People can't feel themselves. And if you can't be yourself, you're never going to have the amount of motivation to achieve anything in the world. Because yeah. you are literally the only thing that's keeping you from, uh, from achieving anything in this world. That's it. That's it. You, yeah. I, I, I had to, I, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think it's as deep as yours, but I had a similar experience. I had to, you know, when, when I was starting this whole thing, I was like, okay, I'm going to get into one of the most difficult competitive industries on the planet. How am I going to do this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how am I going to do this? <laughs> I, I, I had to look at myself and say, okay, you need to, and, and you know, things go wrong, this happens, and then this fails, and then that fails. And you have, I had to look at myself and really say, you know, stop blaming everything else. Stop blaming your situation. Stop blaming this. Stop blaming, you know, the, the environment and the, the social climate. It, when are you going to stop blaming things and take accountability for, for everything that happens and just say, okay, you're the only one stopping you. And, and, mm. and to look at yourself and really, re really look at yourself in the eyes and go, you're the one that's going to do this and you're the one that's going to <laughs> it's, you know? I'm sorry I'm laughing, but I, I do yeah. that often and it's not that easy to do it. Like, listen here, no. buddy, you got yourself into this mess. You messed it up. Now you got to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never else you need to fix this shit up, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. But uh, yeah, I remember those moments. I do remember those moments just standing looking at myself and thinking, wow, how <laughs> how am I gonna do this? <laughs> you know? so, but do you um are you a full time musician though? I am now, yeah, yeah. Um, I straight out, of, I did uh, music. Well, I did Japanese at uni and then I did music at uni. Um, Japanese so, and music? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I learned okay, Japanese. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I just wanted to do it. I was in the mode where I was like, I'm just going to do what I want. And I just wanted to learn it. So I learned it. Uh, and then I did it at uni for a year. Um, and then I and then I switched to music. Uh, so I did straight straight out of uni. I got into uh, like video game composition. So I was doing yeah. a lot of like scoring and writing for video games and some media stuff as well. So that that kind of kept me afloat for a while. And then I just you know I just realized that's not what I want to do. And now now I want to crack this pop thing. I want to you know crack this artist thing, this artist project to really you know, live, live the life that I've always wanted to live instead of serving, serving the, uh, <laughs> serving the industry. So I, what is uh, the music industry like in the UK? If I may ask, do you know, it's mad. 
it's crazy over here. Like, <laughs> basically, everything's in London. Basically, okay. it's sort of changing now. Everything's in London. I would personally say it's very small. It's quite clicky. Like, there's not, like, you know one person and they usually know everyone. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and there's, I mean, it's quite nice being up, up where I am in Leeds. There's a lot of jazz going on. So there's, I, I feel in the UK, you, you can really do this. Whatever music you make, there's a place for you somewhere. Okay. So, so there's like a, a, a climate for every single musician out there. I, I really think there is. I really think there is. The same, same with fashion. I really feel there's something for everyone. Like whatever style you have or whatever like inclination you have, there will be a city somewhere in this country that you can that you can thrive in. But um, I mean, I want to I want to know about so how's the music scene in South Africa? What's going on there? So we have got eleven official languages in South Africa, right? Oh, so Which makes it really niche if you sing in a certain language. So that means the rest of the world don't listen to your music. Yeah. So I really love most of the South African music because we've got a very vibrant um, scene of music. And I also feel like there's a lot of influences that happens only here because there is traditional musical influence with very modern takes on that as well. Um, yeah. Because South Africa is a very culturally rich country you know we're like this mixing pot of all kinds of different cultures i mean there isn't really other countries that has 11 official languages you know from zulu yeah. afrikaans you know english and all of those things so yeah. what you're basically saying is there's for every single musician a spot here as well but we do have got some South African musicians who've made it to the big time where the rest of the world knows who they are as yeah. well. But if you, if, if South Africa is very clicky as well because musicians here tend to have other day jobs or they teach or they lecture or they've got some side hustle as well. But yeah. it's a very cutthroat industry here in South Africa if you want to make it as a musician, you know, to break through. So yeah. it is really interesting and I like it. And, and that's why I, I podcast because there is all kinds of weird and wonderful people trying to, you know, there's tiny little golden nuggets you need to sift through that I, even though my country is so small, that keeps popping up. And that, that makes me curious of what's happening in the rest of the world as well. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I feel I, I feel that's just the nature of the beats of music. I feel it's very cutthroat everywhere that it seems. It's like, that's so interesting. But also, we, 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 we talked about in the beginning, but we, it's also worth thinking about. We're talking about one medium to express yourself. Uh, yeah. Just think about yeah. how cutthroat it must be if you are a painter in today's society and you paint for a living um how do you make i mean i can't even list three modern painters that is world renowned from the top of my head right now do you know what 
I love fine art and I can't even think of one. I'm just saying. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We can list, me and you can list musicians that both of us know that's, that's modern and new. But just think about other mediums of ways of expressing yourself. How cutthroat that must be if we talk about music, right? Mm. Um, sure, fine yeah. art, expression art, I mean, street art, I mean, I, I know Banksy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done it. <laughs> he's there, but name five more. It's not, not like music. So any of the other ways to express yourself, you're really going to have to shine through if you want to make something of yourself. So that is also... You're talking about picking yourself up, gaining that confidence. If you make a choice with something, you need to go. I mean, I don't even know where to begin to be as passionate about. Like, I love music or anything, but I don't even know how to begin to make the plunge to do that full time. That takes balls, man. I mean, how how did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... You know, that's such a good question. I, I, I do feel, I do feel I sort of fell into it. I mean, I kind of got, I, I personally feel I got quite lucky. I do feel I got quite lucky because, uh, I mean, no one wants to say they got lucky because everyone wants to sell the hard work story. But I did, I did work hard. Like when I was at uni, I was the guy that I didn't really socialize. I just did music. Like literally just played instruments just produced just recorded i didn't really make friends or anything which actually was a bad thing looking back Uh, i wouldn't recommend it (laughs) yeah i i am on my own in my room right now so (laughs) so, uh yes that's why why we're talking across the world we don't we don't have friends in our country (laughs) you just made it even more sad (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking of course i'm sure yeah so i feel i i did work hard i did i did um kind of sell myself to it i, I got completely into it um but I, I i just i just applied in my third year of university i just applied for a job and i got it and and i feel <laughs> I just feel like it was the right time. I had the right songs and I, I was I was ready for it. To be fair, when we talk about hard work, I was prepared for the audition. I was prepared for the portfolio. I had everything ready. So that that kind of springboarded me into, okay, I'm working for this company. I'm working on music full time. Um, that's given me even more portfolio, give me more skills that I can, that I can apply to this. So then I leave yeah. the company. And now I have a load of names behind me that I've worked on, a lot of uh, people I've worked with. I have a little network and you just kind of, you, you, you show your skills that you've learned being at the job. And I feel, yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of bounce around. And then I, I, I have the freedom. I mean, to be fair, there's been moments when I have taken a little part-time job just to, just to help me out, you know, a bit here and there. Especially, mm. especially when they when all the gigs stopped. As soon as the gig stopped, my money stopped because I was constantly, Ooh. constantly gigging. That was my main source of income, and like 
that really taught me, okay, you can't rely on one thing. When you're on, out on your own, you, you cannot rely on just one stream. You have to have, you know, multiple things going on to be able to survive. So I did take little jobs here and there. And then, yeah, I just, I, I just work on projects and use my network that I've built over, you know, what would you years? say? What would you say is your biggest motivation with anything to, you do? Whether it is being alive, to making music, to wiping your ass in the morning, what is your biggest motivation in life? That's such a good question. I think for me. <laughs> The first thing that came to my head, right now I'm motivated by the greatness that I know I can achieve. I feel living, fulfilling my potential is one of my biggest motivators because I know what I can do. And I've been, this sounds, this, this is gonna sound crazy, but I have been given this brain I've been given these looks. I've been given this body. I didn't choose any of that. I would be damned not to use it for something incredible, you know, to, to really show the world that humans can do this. <laughs> that, is a, that is a beautiful reason, man. Uh, that is beyond beautiful. Um, well, a, a previous guest, um, on my show, Dr. Trevor Barry, right? I, we, I used to be in a band by the name of Ultramel. Um, it's, okay. a local, it's a local custard here in South Africa. So we named our band after a custard. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> we, even, we even dressed yellow and all. Uh, and I even had uh, Mil Dignating, who used to be in the band with me. She was but the story is, Dr. Trevor Barry, he was a GP for many years and he makes right. music and he does art and everything like that. Yeah. And we um, rented out his studio and we got to know Dr. Trevor, but what was beautiful about him was he could barely see, right? Or, and he could barely walk, right? right? So like he used to paint with multiple magnifying glasses not one magnifying glass he would wear his physical glasses and have a magnifying glass over a magnifying glass wow. just so he can actually paint and That's i was true. thinking to myself here i am i have my youth my eyes my ears yeah. and everything to my disposal what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. and it's exactly that what you are saying. You have all of this. You'd yeah. be an idiot not to use it. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, it, 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 yeah. It comes from perspective. It comes from knowing what you have what, and, and, and the advantages you the advantages I have of just being born here, like crazy. First of all, mental of the opportunities in this country. And, and also, I'm good looking. What are the chances of that? And 
What are the chances of that? <laughs> this little self-flex happening here in this podcast. It's okay. Santino is good looking. I'm going to post a picture of him. He's also he's going to see his beautiful afro and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people got to see the afro to know what's going on. Um, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a matter of perspective, and yeah, it's knowing knowing what you have and knowing what you can work with. I mean, there there are a lot of things that motivate me, but that that was the first one that came to my head. It was like it's like fulfilling my potential is really important. Something I really really want to see through. Mine is actually that the world doesn't give a fuck that we were talking about either. You know, yeah. so why worry? Number one. And number two, I want to leave something behind on this planet that makes people want to give a fuck. Definitely. Definitely. You know, that uh, I think we need to write a book about the subtle art of giving a fuck. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) By giving a fuck, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, do you know that that is literally what I'm trying to say. So many times I'm trying to get that across. Like I love I love artists and I love musicians and I love people that care. Like that really care about what they're doing. They really care about the details. They they care mm. about every like all the nuances and all the little intricacies that can go with it and and all the stuff that's left of field and you know. Those are the artists that stick with me and that I, I'm influenced by. And I feel, yeah, caring. There's not enough, not enough uh, light shine on, shines on caring. <laughs> no, everybody's like, but that, that's why everybody asks me, have you read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? And I feel a lot of people misinterpret that book into, oh, I'm not going to give a fuck, I'm going to live my life. Yeah. But, have you, have you ever turned around and thought to yourself, why don't you be that person that makes people think about, you know what, because of that person, I believe uh, faith in humanity is restored without actually worrying about who looks at you. Yeah, 100%. I was um, talking to one of my colleagues today, and I grew up with my grandparents. and. Okay. They taught me something that I actually practically can prove, you know, and which I thought in my life, you know what? I thought my grandma was crazy. I thought she was just an old hag. She didn't know what she was talking about, but God bless her soul. She knew exactly what she was talking about. Manners, dude, manners. If you just have manners, you know what world of, possibilities is open to you if you just have got something as simple as opening a door for someone yeah yeah i'm just saying thank you just saying please it's not it's not difficult it's free (laughs) we sound like you know those kids shows at the end of the kids show Remember, kids, always <laughs> say please and always say thank you. And remember, manners goes a long way. <laughs> and don't forget to eat your greens. 
<laughs> this episode was brought to you by Santino Brown and Kyle Ludwig. Oh, and we can just end the podcast right there, and we we could we can sign by a kid show. You know, we can be in the yeah. next, next kid show. <laughs> yeah, we we are we are famous now as as kid shows. This is it. It's not life now. But listen, the the BBC can really start getting a little bit more creative. By the way, yeah, because of us. No, I mean BBC One. BBC Two, BBC Three, <laughs> Radio One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah, it's it's also formal, you British people. I mean, is it is it is it everywhere in in the UK where things are formal like that? Because I always just imagine, you know, everybody inviting <laughs> each other over for a spot of tea and being very formal with each other. Really? Is that is that what you is that what people think? That's so funny. That's what, no, that's what I. That's my perspective of the UK. Oh, really? To, to yeah. be honest, to be honest, we drink a lot of tea. There is a lot of tea going on in this country. Yeah, a lot. That, that is very true. But yeah, it's not. It's it's not really a a, a spot of tea. <laughs> do it. Let me think. Actually, let me actually think about that because we probably do. I often I often go to my friend's house just for tea. That's what I, I, you just proved my point. Yeah, no, we actually do. <laughs> That's so weird. I never I will take, I will rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were right. The stereotypes are right. <laughs> but, um, I really, I really, I really, uh, I really feel like the UK, there's some beauty in the uk rock and roll versus american rock and roll okay oh yeah yeah is uh, you think about gibson guitars versus fender yeah. guitars and all of those things if we go just bounce back one last time with music which i wanted to get down to and um you know before i wrap this podcast up yeah. um our, uh, a mutual friend of mine neil we both have a love for British rock and roll, British music. Nice. And we joke about the formalness about it, but it's also, to me, a little bit more classy, if you think about it. But yeah. I'm, I'm listening to your music as well, because hip-hop and pop is so debaucherous in the UK and just so all over the show and glamorized, I feel people tend to overlook the genre as a whole. The the UK genre. No, the, I'm talking about the whole genre. I mean, ah. um, you coming to you want to be a, a hip hop or a pop artist. The stigma that comes with it, due to the over glamorized version of the US of it, versus other people, for instance, UK. I mean, if you talk about hip hop artists in UK, people like the Streets and Four Owls. I mean, if you talk about hip hop, those guys are beyond some of my favorite hip-hop artists, and they sing about mythology, psychology, yeah. and mental health, and everything like that. How are you going to yeah. compete with that, that with regards to Little Wayne and booty shaking and all kinds of things like that? So yeah. the question I want to boil down to is, with your music, how do you plan on breaking through and be seen out there in the world? You don't you have an album coming out? What is your plan from 
you know, feeling yourself to making yourself. Well, that was, that was beautiful. Can I just say that was gorgeous. Um, yeah, such a good point. I feel I have, I have a very methodical set out plan for this year. Okay. Okay. This is okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to lay it all out. So feeling myself is the turning point where I say, forget everything that you knew about me. I'm just going to do what I do. Then I've got singles coming out leading up to the album. The album comes out. This, this album should come out in September. This is the album that I say, this is me. This is who I am. This is this, this, the album's called Everything I Am. So I, this first album is me just saying, this is everything I've ever been, everything I've ever known. This is everything oh, I am. Wow. This wow. is everything, all my experiences. My, my environment, my, my mental, my, my, you know, my life this far, everything I've listened to, ton of influences, that, that comes out. Then th this, <laughs> this is actually a three album run. So the second album is, I haven't, I haven't finished any of these. I've only finished the first album so far. So, but the second album is the one where I kind of show you a bit of a deeper, a bit of a darker side, a bit, shorter form and then the third album is called the world and the universe which is where i want to take over <laughs> so that <that's... laughs> is where i take over the world <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan that's the plan the third one is the one that i really dig in i really make a timeless i want to make a timeless record once 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 i can say you know because a lot of today's music it is it is in and out. It's the hip hop. It's you know flavor of the week almost now, not even yeah. flavor of the month. It's flavor of the week, and I really want to once in my life, just because it's my life, and I want to live it. You know, I want to make a timeless record that people can come back to forever. Like some of my favorite records, I want to make one of them, and I feel the third album is going to be that one that I take my time on and I really indulge. And I and I create opus madness. I want to do that. Yeah, I really want to do that. And I want to say it early in my musical career. I want to say it in the third album. And then after that, I don't know where I'm going. If that doesn't break, if that if that doesn't make me, then nothing will. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's only one way to find out, and that's gonna be able to try it. It's got to just do it. I've got to just dig in. But uh, yeah. For the year, I'm, I'm playing more shows. Uh, I'm releasing a lot of singles. The next single will be off the album. Feeling Myself isn't on the album. I'll confirm that. And then the album's going to come out September. So hopefully we'll see, we'll see some traction. Hopefully people like it. <laughs> well, you already have got one fan in Africa. <laughs> oh, thank you, man! <laughs> and all my friends who have been blasting your music to for the past week. <laughs> oh, that that is brilliant. I can't believe that. That's so Why? far away. Like I made that in my room and now it's in Africa. That's that that blows my mind. Like <laughs> you are talking you're talking to someone in Africa who's listening to your music. That that's even beyond bonkers right now. It blows my mind. Like I've grew I've grown up with the internet and it still blows my mind that something I can make with my fingers 
just playing around <laughs> can reach that far. No, there were there were these people. There were people in a financial office listening to your music and dancing to it. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh. oh, like people really listen to it. Um, it blows me away. <laughs> so, Santina, oh. one final question before I wrap this bad boy up. Fabulous. If you could say absolutely anything to anyone in the world, it can be the world or one person or children or adults, whoever. If you could give advice, what would it be? The floor is yours. Okay, okay. Okay, give me, know, give it's me a, a second. second. It's a tough one, I know. Give me a second. I want to I have something good. Okay. <laughs> we should... Um, Play one of those, you know, those thinking music that they have on game shows Count. in between. Countdown. Do you have countdown? Yeah. Well, yeah. We win the teapot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need it. I need a <laughs> Kyle High teapot. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. I've only seen that on uh, the IT crowd, so that's the only way I know about it. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One bit of advice. You see, because because be yourself is way harder than it sounds. I think that's too cliche. What? How is that cliche? I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm definitely not saying that one. Then. <laughs> I think. I think what What I'll say is, I've got I've got a good one. This okay. is This is my advice to people musicians but anyone who creates things but musicians seem to do it more don't hold your best stuff back release your best stuff like now get that stuff out because if you don't put that out okay you you've got a great song you've got a great idea you've got you've you've not even finished it and, and, and we tend to hold stuff back until we're in a better position so that it has more traction you could get run over tomorrow and no one will hear that song. Put out your best stuff now. What does that mean if you're an artist that holds back the stuff? It means you're putting out lesser stuff. Always put out your best stuff. Your fans, people that like your music deserve to hear you at your best. And they may never hear it if you don't put it out. Put your best stuff out now. I think the problem with that saying is Musicians feels everything is shit. <laughs> you know, well, I've made you know, it. It's horrible. That's, I've that's never got. <laughs> you know, we, all of our friends might think, "Oh, this is amazing." Meanwhile, you're like, "This yeah. is horrible. This is yeah. shit." <laughs> what yeah, are you yeah, talking that is, about? <laughs> that is such a good point. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Musicians are like self-loathing assholes. Because yeah. everything they make is like, no, this is horrible. I need, I need to try at least tweak this a little bit and tweak this a little bit until it tweaks it so much where it is actually horrible. No, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that is. Do you know how many times I've done that as well? That is so true. The amount that's I, okay. Better advice. But when people say it's good, put it out. <laughs> 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 stop stop producing 
and release the song. <laughs> Get out of your room and release the dog. Captain, just just let, walk out and let, let, let your friend, you know, put it on this show, yeah. Spotify and everything right there for you. Yeah, yeah, send it out. <laughs> give it give it to someone else. Don't don't be your own judge. You're not gonna <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so I just would like to say thank you very much for coming on board my show. Oh, uh, thanks it's for been having an me, absolute man. pleasure to have you here. And this I look forward to seeing you here again. Thank you so much, man. No, I, I appreciate you having me on. This has been so much fun. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a literal blast. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Cheers, man. Bye. Hey. <laughs>